Alright folks, welcome back to the Single Dad Podcast where I am your host, Eric Sanderson. Uh, I almost went a full year, guys, without doing a podcast here. Um, and I, There's a lot of reasons behind that and I'm going to get into that in this episode. Um, I just want to thank everybody, dude, for hanging in there with me and I, I, you know, I've said it a million times in the previous podcast and you guys probably all think I'm full of shit or whatever, but I am deeply sorry. Uh, man, the pandemic really just messed up a lot of things with me and my kids and like my life and all that stuff in general. Um, you know, like I did the best I could to make everything work, be fine, make sure, you know, my kids are great, make sure I'm okay. Everyone I know is great and fine. You know, I'm vaccinated. Uh, you know, my kids aren't yet. Uh, that's a whole nother topic for another podcast, which we'll get into at a later date. I'm not too worried about talking about that right now. Um, but yeah, man, this has been a busy, 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 busy year for me um, with work, um, just everything, man. Uh, you know, everyone adapting to things and just a new way of life. Um, there really isn't like a new normal. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a whole different ball game. Um, so just to get everyone up to speed too, like with the pandemic, I was working from home. Uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, and then. You know, we were allowed to go out to the office and work. I was one of the few members of my team that, you know, was going into the office. Uh, I was one of the last two to, to finally give in and, and work from home. Um, and then I've even transitioned into, like, uh, they're giving us, like, one day a week to work from home. I'm still one of the, I was still one of the last few to actually sign up for it. I was actually, you know, surprisingly, I was the last person to sign up for it. Um, so I, I started taking advantage of it just because it's weird being in the office by yourself and there's no one to talk to um it's it's just it's just odd it's something i I can't wrap my hand around just especially being a parent of two kids for forever and uh just constant hearing noise and and all that crazy concept and all that so i needed to have some sort of noise or you know social interaction or something um while i was working um so that really helped going uh being home um even though my kids were in school and I was alone. There was still like my dogs there, um, you know, the cats there. I don't really interact with the cats. Not really my cats. My girlfriend's cat. And the cat, you know, it's a cat. You know, um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Cats are cats. You know, uh, they do their own thing. They they give you, you know, very little affection. Um, they kind of do what they want and uh, when they want. Um, but yeah, my dogs been great. Uh, I did get a dog during the pandemic, but that was planned anyway you know the pandemic didn't happen i'm a dog person i uh love my boxer very very much uh, i got a tattoo of his paw print on my arm um he was my first dog you know when i bought my first house and he helped me get through my divorce and i talked about it on the podcast previous year's uh podcast um so my new dog wade he's great he's been an amazing dog he's listens he does all this because i don't even have to walk. i go outside he doesn't have to be on a leash i can trust him enough that he's not going to run away from me or do any of this stuff um, you know, he's just, he's just a really great dog. I'm very fortunate to have, have him around. Um, you know, I joke with my girlfriend all the time that, you know, he, you know, she's his favorite, yada, yada, yada. But in reality, you know, he's 
you know, I'm his favorite. You know, he cuddles with me at night. Uh, you know, as many times we kick him off the bed, he still gets up on the bed anyway and still cuddles with me. Uh, in the morning on the couch when we're having our coffee, he cuddles up next to me, not her. Um, it's, you know, it, don't get me wrong, he cuddles with her at times. Uh, but it's more so me than her. Um, but that's okay. That's fine. You know, that's, that's more than okay. I mean, it's, you know, I'm the one that really wanted a dog. She didn't. Um, and, you know, she's a cat person. She's not, you know, not saying she's not a dog person either, but she definitely was more of a cat person than a dog person. Um, but man, I, I, I want to sit here and thank you guys for listening for the whole year, catching up, finding the podcast, growing my podcast. Um, I, I was busy with other projects too. I've been building my, uh, you know, relationships with friends and, and meeting new people and just, just trying to like, just get some sort of, uh, like redevelopment of myself, you know, as, as a person, as a human being. Um, I, I, I really focused on other projects in my life. And unfortunately the podcast took a really, really far back burner. Um, and it wasn't until I started doing this YouTube channel with, uh, my tattoo artist, who's my best friend, my best friend, Dean, uh, Jay, who's also another really good friend. Um, you know, it's called Tatooine Collector Club Cantina. Uh, we talk everything nerd, everything geek. It's a YouTube channel. Um, we did turn uh, a couple of the audios into a podcast. Um, it is up here on uh, Anchor if you guys do want to check it out. There isn't many. They're very short. Um, you get a different side of me uh, and what I was trying to do there. Uh, we're taking a little hiatus for a little while on that. And it just got me thinking the other day, like uh, the other day, like how much I miss doing podcasts and just being out there for people um and just being a a lightning rod for for single dads and just having some sort of um relation with those with the people that are going through the same thing i am like right now my 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 buddy uh brett uh i don't want to talk too much about it but he is also going through a divorce that's why we're going on a hiatus with the youtube channel for that other show uh he's just got a lot going on man you know he's got older kids um luckily for him um you know one's 21 the other one's like 19 or 20 then the other ones are you know you know junior and senior in high school so they're a lot older. Um, you know, his wife is, you know, being difficult uh, through the divorce process, of course. Surprise, surprise. Not really that much of a difference. I'm not saying all women are like that, but most typically are. And it's sad, man. I, You know, the whole... Uh, this whole process, right? Like, you know, marriage and then divorce and everything, man. It, it's just, it just blows my mind, even to this day, right? Like, a guy could work his butt off, right? and earn this whole nest egg and build something for him and his family regardless you know how the relationship goes but if you know if the guy gets tired of the relationship you know he you know the woman gets half right like if if he screws up she gets half regardless right which is fine whatever that so be it but if the woman gets tired of the relationship and she leaves or she screws up she still gets half so how is that fair i mean every you know people want double double standard on everything and then you look at this and that, and it's like, well, wait a minute. They get half of everything right away. And if you have kids, they automatically get the kids. And how is that fair? I mean, I can tell you for a fact, man, I, I, I've done more for my kids than, than most, you know, like would have, you know. I, man, I, I always put my kids first. And I still do to this day, even with, you know, with my girlfriend. I mean, she, you know, she gets her frustration and that's fine. She's entitled to it, um, you know. My kids don't want to interact much with the ex very much. Uh, they do at times and, you know, it's, but, you know, I give my ex credit, man. She's worked really hard to, to better herself and try to be more active and be involved. And, 
you know, give, you know, her chance, herself a chance to, to have a, a better relationship with my kids. You know, even our relationship is, is, uh, is least manageable. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's personable at least, you know, it's, there's a lot of thank yous and please and, you know, asking for things and, you know, advice and help and, um, you know, asking questions about the kids and stuff like that. And, uh, then there's times where, you know, it, it, it it's not there, it's non-existent. And, um, you know, and I'm okay with it. It's, it's weird how, my, how I've adapted with that situation. I know what's going on. I know what to expect. I'm not worried about, you know, you know, is this going to go wrong? Is, is this going to be coming up or, you know, are they not going to show up? You know, are they going over? Are they not going over? Um, you know, it's just, it's just, I'm very well, um, how do I put it? Very well, I don't know, uh, seasoned or, um, Maybe season's not the right word, but maybe I'm just so built up a tolerance for to expect the unexpected or not expect the unexpected, you know. But but that's what that's what's been interesting about it is is now I'm just so like it is what it is, and that's what's scary, right? When you reach a point of it is where it is with a lot of things, it makes you very dangerous, right? Because then you're just like okay, whatever, because you, you know that you could do this stuff on your own you could do it without anybody you can do and you're okay with saying goodbye or closing that chapter or or whatever it is you know um you just gotta get to that point and then once you get to that point it's it makes life a lot easier it definitely makes life a little bit more palatable you know because once you realize you can do anything and you don't care about other things uh, and I'm not saying don't care about nothing. I'm saying there's certain things that y- you don't need to care about. And then you don't need to care about if it's in your life or not. You know, you just got to be like, eh, it is what it is. And just keep doing you and it'll be fine and you'll be fine. I know because I've been living that style. I've been living that life. Um, you know, it's been helpful, you know, finding a nice person like Ashley. You know, she's, you know, she's been very helpful with my life and, you know, and just helping me get back to me being me, you know, and she allows me to be me. Um, you know, she encourages things that, you know, uh, that the ex wouldn't have encouraged. Um, you know, Ashley's very selfless, not selfish. Um, it's very interesting, you know, like she really pushes me and encourages me to continue with my art, uh, over the last year and a half, man, since the pandemic started, um, you know, I, I picked up a sketchbook at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I think it was, I didn't start probably drawing though. Um, like resketching stuff, uh, not right away. Like when the pandemic started, it was probably maybe like June or July of that year when I actually opened the book and started sketching. Um, and then, I, you know, I just kept at it, not every day at first. And then I, I really started to get really more into it and really enjoying it and getting better and better and better. Um, and then I got help from my friends, you know, like my friend, Brett, my friend X, um, uh, if you guys don't want to know anything about X, X has been a phenomenal dude for me. He's been great. He's been giving me lessons and uh, different techniques. And I picked up an art class, um, you know, and, and, I, and I want to keep getting better and I want to keep improving. And if you saw what I drew at the beginning of the pandemic to what I drew almost a, year, a little over a year later, there's a huge difference. Um, I did a comparison drawing. Um, I'm a huge Ghostbuster nut. I, I drew a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man uh, probably like, you know, six months into the pandemic and then a year later um or a year and almost a year and a half later um i drew an updated version of what of my stay puff marshmallow man and it's 
you know, a hundred percent different and it's a hundred percent better. Um, you know, there's, there's dimensions to it. There's, there's a, you can actually see, you know, there's like shadowing. There's definitely like, it's actually more three dimensional. It actually pops off the paper. There's line weight. There's just so much more into it that, that I'm surprised that I've picked up and I've never taken like a physical art class, like an actual lesson lesson. I've, what I mean by like, I've taken classes, like I'm taking an art class. I've only taken one. Um, and it's online and it's done at my own pace, um, which is nice. And, and the woman is a phenomenal artist. Um, and it's the first time I've ever taken a class, but you know, the first few lessons, I already knew this stuff just because of sitting down and talking with my friend X. Um, and again, my friend X lives in California. All of it's done through, uh, FaceTime or, or zoom or something like that. And, uh, the dude's a phenomenal artist. You know, he can, he's great with watercolor. He wrote a book, he wrote a book on color theory, um, you know, he just, he's, he's just a really good artist, man. His tattoo work is phenomenal. Um, you know, same thing with Brett, man. Brett does some fantastic tattoos. I mean, the guy's color work on tattoos is color, you know, his color pops and color bombs are just insane. I mean, the people that I've met, uh, recently over the last few years and gotten really close to, uh, especially during the pandemic, um, have really helped shaped me a little bit better as a person. Um, like my friend Brett, man, I, I tell him all the time and I look up to him a lot. Um, you know, he's a great dad. He's, he's a great artist. He's a great person, a great human being, um, great entrepreneur. Um, you know, and, and I want to, and I want to do my own thing. And, and I love where I work, man. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy where I work. I mean, today alone is a great example. Uh, a coworker got me a signed, uh, rockstar energy drink from Bucky Lasik. Uh, you know, the pro skater, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, idolizing Bucky Lasik. And I used to, you know, use this character in Tony Hawk pro skater and, you know, my first skateboard was ever a Bucky Lasik board. And I mean, I have multiple things signed by the guy. I've met him a bunch of times because he used to be on our rally team, uh, for the company that I work for. And, um, but this one's cool, cooler because it's personalized to me, you know? Um, and it's cool because it's a can and the, the artwork on the can is sick. I mean, the whole thing is just, it's just a really cool piece. I can't wait to add it to my collection. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know guys, like I, I, I feel like people struggle and, and dads, man, get it the worst. And I, I, I heard something the other day, man, that males make up more than like, uh, I think, uh, I, I want to say, and I'm, I'm probably wrong with the number. I want to say it's like males make up more than, um, like 30% of, of suicide or something like that or something. I, I forget what it is. Like single males make up uh, 30% of suicide. I may be wrong. Uh, I'm going to have to double check that. Um, and I'll update that later, but I'm not, not hundred percent. And, and like I said, I heard it off someone saying it. So it might've, my number may be way off. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy, man. And, and the more people I know, the, and the more people I got the, the meet over the year, I, they're going through the stuff that I'm, I've been through and, and, I, I, I give them as much advice as I can and I give them much encouragement as I can because it does get better guys. Like it really does. Um, and it's funny, man. I, I stopped worrying about so much and just, just, just started to do me, man. And I, I really focused on myself over the last year. And like I said, I found art again, man. And I wish I never gave it up, man. I'd be a million times better than where I'm at now. Um, and, and I think I would be doing something, possibly something else with my life, you know, and then doing what I'm doing. But I mean, I love what I'm doing and I've been working my butt off at work, man. I, 
I've been making moves. I, I, I've been doing all different kinds of additional training, cross training, um, being asked by upper management to do other projects and, um, you know, do, like take people around, introduce them to corporate people and all this other stuff because I know so many people in the company um, just from being in other departments that I've been in. And, um, you know, I, I, I love, 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 love my job and I love what I do. Uh, I'm just saying if I could do it again, uh, I mean, I don't know if I would change anything, but I think I would stick with art and maybe keep it as something as like another passion of mine and something that's, that's always been there for me. You know, I think it would have helped me, uh, get through so many things over the years. I think it would have been very beneficial for me, uh, if I had that and I didn't, I, I let other people and other things take me away from the things that really mattered in life. And as I've gotten older, I've realized there's so many things in life that just don't matter and there's things that I've given up and sacrificed because of other people or because of what people were saying or what people were thinking and it, it's just it, why why like I'm, I can juggle I can make it work I mean I, I find time to be with my kids and go do things with my kids and find time to make time for the girlfriend and I find time to make time for myself I mean my time for myself is very little compared to, the, to my, what my kids get and to what Ashley gets, but I still get that time. And a lot of that is because I actually make sure that I get that time for myself. Um, and my kids do too. I mean, they get it, you know? Um, it's really about balance, man. And just finding time to, to just find things that you like and things that make you happy. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's just nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's, a, it's about finding the balance of all of that, though. You know, your kids, your girlfriend, you know, the, the stuff that makes you happy. The things that make you get through the day every day. Um, and I mean, I've been doing so many cool things, just experiencing so many cool things over the year, over this past year. And I think I was overloading it a lot because of, we were such in a lockdown with COVID. You know, now that things have opened back up a little bit, I've gone out and I've done more things and I still haven't done the thing, a lot of the things that I really wanted to do. Um, I didn't go to any like baseball games last year, which was disappointing. I really wanted to go and I didn't, um, you know, I did go to an Eagles game recently. Um, so that was fun. It was a great time. Um, I might want to try to do that again next year. Just pick up any random game and just go. It was, it was a lot more fun than I, than I remembered it being. And the last time I went to a game was with my ex, man. And, and, I, and I realized, like, man, like, I was just never happy with her. You know, like, she always just made things difficult and miserable. Um, and, and some of that's on me, you know, for sure. You know, maybe my, you know, I was picking up on that. And I was outwardly just doing it. And I just didn't realize it, you know. Um, and that's fine, man. But th- that's why I'm not in that situation anymore. Uh, I mean, her past problems definitely escalated a lot of the things. Um but, you know, again, that's that's on her, man. That's that's not me, man. I, I didn't force her to do what she did. I didn't force her to, to go down the road that she went. She chose because she was selfish. And she, all she cared about was herself. Um, she didn't care about anybody else. You know, and now she kind of does. Uh, she seems to, at least at times. Um, which, is, which is encouraging for the kids, you know? I mean, you ask them if they want to go, you know... Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, you know, and that's, that's fine. That's to be expected. You know, she did that damage, man. And, you know, they, it's, she's got a puppy now and the kids want to go see the puppy. So it's like, man, do you really want to see your mom or do you just want to go play with the puppy? 
you know, I mean, kids, kids are easily manipulated with that way, you know, it's like, all right, well, I, who knows, I don't know, it is what it is, I mean, it really is, I, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it, I don't, I don't, I don't really care, as long as my kids are cool, and my kids are okay, it's all that matters to me, um, I'll always do what they want to do, and that's it, like, if they want to go, they go, if they don't want to go, then, you know, they don't go, it's, you know, and now that they're in this school, I, I see a huge improvement. Uh, I've been focused on making sure that they're staying on top of their stuff so that they're getting better. Um, you know, they're making friends, like good friends, not not bad friends. I mean, the school that we came from, like I said, the school district wasn't great. The neighborhood wasn't great. Um, I mean, it's just a lot better. My kids are better. My kids are happier. My kids are just... And they've always been great, though. I mean, they've always been good happy-going kids I mean they're a little bit on the spoiled side but that's me and my fault you know that's my my doing you know I chose to allow them to get a little spoiled because of the fact of what they went through and what they had to see and what um you know what their mom put them through early on in life I mean I'm, I'm very fortunate and very lucky um they were so so young that a lot of it they don't remember uh they remember they remember some of the really bad things though um, still to this day, um, which is a little bit, you know, a little sad. It's a little bit sad. And, uh, I worry a little bit. Um, but that's why, like, I did a lot of things that I did to try to, try to, you know, overcompensate for some of the bad things that they saw, because there was a lot of bad things that they saw. Um, and I think one day if I get enough, uh, enough push from everybody, I'll do a, uh, a reveal episode for everybody. I think, I think that'll help a lot of you guys understand the severity of what my situation was, and what what my kids' situation was. Um, it's been a few years, you know. It's it's been a lot of years actually. Now that you think about it, um, you know, next year will make it the five year anniversary of me being divorced. Um, and, uh, it'll be the, uh, you know, fourth year of me having complete 100% custody of my kids, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, man, I mean, my kids will be nine this year, uh, in a couple of days, they'll be nine, I'm really excited to see how they keep developing and how they keep growing as people and as, a, as individuals, um, it's just, just being a dad, man, has been the hardest but greatest, most satisfying thing I've ever done in my life. I will never, ever, 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 ever want to do over with them ever. Like, the way this life has played out has been great for, for me and them. Uh, it's really tested me as a person, as a man, as a father, um, you know, as a future uh you know, partner or relationship-wise person, um, you know, it's, it's, I've got some real bad baggage and I've got some real bad battle scars, um, actually it will be the first one to tell you that it, you know, it isn't always sunshines and rainbows with me, it's not, um, you know, but that's with her too though, I mean, she brings baggage too, I mean, she's been in some real poop relationships, um, and that's fine, dude, that's, that's 100% fine, that's to be expected, um, you know, I find, um, that if this doesn't work out, uh, with me and Ashley this time around, I, 
I, I don't I don't want to go back to the dating scene. I don't want to start over. I don't like the dumb questions. I don't like, you know, the you know, what's your favorite color? What do you what's your favorite thing to eat? Where you know, what's your favorite beer or what's your favorite drink or yada 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 all those just rhetorical just just mind drumming uh questions, you know, and like, you know and then having to walk on eggshells and all this other stuff. Like I like being comfortable with the person that I'm with and, and, and I'm very comfortable in the relationship that I'm in um, so I, I just don't want to do it anymore I just don't want to do it again I should say um, it's just tiresome you know like I'd rather at that point in my life I mean I'm still young don't get me wrong um, I'm still under 40 uh, I'm in my mid 30s you know I, I have plenty of life to go um, but I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do all of that. Uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm okay with being alone with just my kids if it comes down to that. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it doesn't ever happen. But I mean, if it does, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I did it for so long, you know, and it's, it's another problem. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to, to let go of some stuff because I've done it for so long by myself, you know, and it's just a challenge for, for me with Ashley, you know, and, and it, it, it irritates her at times, but you know, it's something we've worked on and continue to work on. And it's not, it's not as bad as I make it sound. Trust me. It's not. Um, I want to get Ashley on here again. I, I would like to ask her a few questions. If you guys want to submit some over to single dad podcast, uh, on Facebook or Instagram, the OG single dad podcast, um, you know, message me, hit me up, you know, um, and there's dads all over the world, man, that listen to this show. Um, and, you know, it's just crazy um, that we're all similar, you know, and we're all going through the same thing, you know, and we're, we're, we're so afraid to, to, to help each other or, or talk to each other or get advice or just anything. I mean, the world we live in today is so different than what it used to be and what my parents used to have and what your parents used to have. I mean... It's, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I'm an open book, man. I'll sit there and tell anybody anything and everything. I don't, I don't really care. I don't put it on the podcast just because I don't think it's the right time yet. Uh, in that aspect of what my ex did, like my ex did and what she, what she went through and all this other stuff, what she did to the kids and all that stuff. Um, so that's the only reason why I don't do that. Um, but if you guys really push and really want to know, I'll tell you. I, I, I don't. I think it's enough time has gone by that it's not that big of a deal. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's intriguing to me that there's so many people around the world that go through the same thing. It doesn't matter if, you know, you live in the United States or Norway or Australia or, or Canada or Mexico or Spain or Russia or, or wherever you may reside you know, we all go through the same thing. I don't know the legal systems over there or, or you guys know the legal systems here, uh, you know, <clears throat> but we're all in it together, man. You're not alone. Nobody's alone in this, you know. Um, I'm going to try to get back into doing the podcast weekly, man. I, I really, really am. I appreciate you guys. If I can't do it weekly, it'll be, um, you know, maybe bi-weekly might be better. Uh, I will start doing them in the mornings in my car ride into work and then on my way home from work, and uh, I'll do better at trying to get this done for everybody just because I feel like sometimes, you know, not only do I need it, 
uh, but uh, other dads need it and other people need it. And I hope women listen to this, man. I really, really do. I hope they enjoy the show. I hope uh, they get something from it. Um, I really um, I really think sometimes perspective on things can be helpfully seen and maybe change can happen if people just listen. Um, the biggest problem is people nowadays don't want to listen. They just want to see it their way. Uh, they want a quick answer. They want something that's in their face. Uh, but I don't know. But I'm going to also do uh, like some reviews of some stuff. Um, you know, movies, kids movies. I've seen a ton lately. Like in Cantino, I've seen... Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, I took my kids to see Ghostbuster Afterlife. Um, I'm going to start doing stuff like that. Like Disney reviews and like, uh, you know, stuff like that. Just so that it's still family oriented and still possibly things that you guys want to go see or do with your kids. Oh, I saw Clifford the the Big Red Dog. All of this stuff. Um, So stay tuned. I'll do quick little reviews, what I think and what I grade them for family movies if I think it's worth taking your kid to see. Um, You know, based off the fact that my kids are nine um, and we'll go from there. Um, So, hey guys, I just want to say thank you uh, for hanging around, staying around and enjoying Single Dad Podcast. Um, I am going to try... And, you know, I don't want to promise anymore because uh, broken promises just aren't good. I don't break them with my kids. Um, and I'm not going to start breaking them anymore with you guys. I'm going to stop doing that. Um, so I'm just going to say that I'm going to try my best to make sure that I'm on here recording these episodes and getting these out here to you guys. Um, so, again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. So please stay tuned uh, for the reviews of the last three movies that we saw that were kid-friendly. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot very much. I am your host. Eric Sanderson, and this is Single Dad Podcast. Look out, next year is going to be huge. All right, guys, so welcome back, man. I uh, I want to review a couple kids' movies that I've seen recently, and one's really not a kid movie. I mean, it kind of, sort of, maybe could be. Uh, I don't think it is. I wouldn't put it there. It's more so for me because I'm a huge Ghostbuster nut. Um, and I'm just going to quickly, briefly, just kind of review um, what we've seen in the last few weeks um, kids-wise. I've been taking my kids to the theaters lately to, you know, they love going to the movies. They enjoy it thoroughly. Um, it's something that I like to do. Um, also, um, it's just nice to be back, be able to go and sit down in a movie theater and just enjoy yourself. Um, you know, I, 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 I miss these things, you know, like I went to a concert, um, you know, with the girlfriend and everything, you know, and I miss those, you know, and, and that's just a fun experience as well. But, you know, now I'm kind of sidebarring it off a little bit, but anyways, so I'm going to review uh, three movies, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Incantino, uh, I think that's the order that I saw them in, I believe, um, so Clifford the Big Red Dog, uh, my daughter Sydney loves the Clifford the Big Red Dog, she always has since she was really, really little, um, she still has a stuffed animal of Clifford, um, you know, she was so excited to see when she realized that they're doing a live action movie of it, which, you know, that's not really the case. I mean, it's not really live action. You know, as we all know, there's no such thing as a gigantic red uh, golden retriever type kind of dog. I don't, I don't even know what Clifford is, uh, what kind of breed of dog. I'm assuming it's a more of the lab family for sure. Um, but uh, the CGI was a little off, you know. I mean, it looked weird, you know, seeing a, a gigantic sized, oversized red dog. Uh, it just, it just, I don't know. Something about the chest of the dog didn't look right to me. Um, you know, it, 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 otherwise in the story, it seemed the fit, um, uh, like the, the CGI for like when the characters interacted with it didn't seem too off. Um, but 
you know, I mean, just the dog itself just looked weird. I don't know if it's because I grew up, you know, with the Scholastic books and, and you know, the, the cartoon series, you know, where it was voiced uh, by Phil Hartman and stuff like that. And, and also, like, hearing the voice not be Phil was also weird. I mean, not Phil Hartman. What am I saying, Phil Hartman? Um, I apologize for that. It's not Phil Hartman at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just, just, you know, it was just really, really, really weird. Um, and um, it just wasn't – overall, the movie was good. It had a very good story, very good meaning. Uh, my daughter, Sydney, cried uh, right at the beginning. So did my daughter, Vega. She, they both cried instantly within the first, like, 30 seconds of the movie. Um, you know, because Clifford gets left alone and he gets captured by, uh, uh, you know – by somebody, you know, by, by you know, he, he, not captured, he gets, his family gets taken away by animal control, and he's left alone, and then he gets out, and then he ends up going, and he ends up, you know, getting all this extra stuff, yada, 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 finds this, it's, it's a long story, I think the concept was okay, I felt it was a little forced, it wasn't, uh, it just didn't feel natural, and it just didn't seem, you know, right to me, but I don't know, my, my mythology of uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog isn't great. Um, but uh, for an overall kids movie, it was enjoyable. I, I didn't find myself bored. I laughed at certain jokes. Um, I was entertained for, you know, I would say a good 80% of the movie. Um, the ending was nice. Um, I, I don't know. If I'm going to rank it, uh, you know, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst... I'd give it a five, uh, maybe five point five at the max. Um, but is it something I would say go see in theaters? No. Is it something I would say check it out on uh, Paramount Plus if you have it? Definitely check it out. It's worth the watch at home. Get some, get yourself some popcorn. Enjoy it with the kitties. Um, it's maybe more geared for kids that are a little younger. I wouldn't say the age of uh, eight to nine-year-olds. I mean, it was enjoyable. I think my kids weren't the only ones that were eight and nine in the theater. There was a couple other kids, but most of them were of the younger variety. Um, but uh, overall, like I said, enjoyable movie. I left away. I walked away from going, eh, it's not that bad. Um, now, when we talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife, on the other hand... Uh, my one daughter, Vega, does not like Ghostbusters. She's terrified of ghosts. She doesn't like anything to do with it. She doesn't like the original. She doesn't like the sequel, which I don't think she ever really sat through the sequel. She sat through the first one, um, but but painfully sat through it. And not, like, in pain, pain, but, like, you know, I'm scared to sit through it. Um, and, it and then um, my daughter, Sydney, was always okay with it. She seems fine with it. I, I collect Ghostbusters stuff. Like, you know, I'm not... I'm not saying that I'm the most biggest collector or anything. There's people out there that are way, way, way more into it than I am and have way, way, way more stuff than I do. Um, but um, I'm still very much a, a, a ghost head, you know, and I, I, I'm adamantly very much all about Ghostbusters. I mean, I have a Ghostbuster trap tattoo. I have the ghost, No Ghost logo tattoo on me. I have the new mini marshmallow uh, men tattooed on me, and I have a Slimer tattooed on me. Um, so, I mean, I'm definitely a ghost head, for sure. Um, the the thing that you need to uh, be warned is, I'm not going to give too many spoilers away, just because of the fact that it's still relatively new. Uh, I did do a podcast with my buddies, uh, George and Dean, over on Movie Podcast. Um, and then, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good podcast. You guys should check it out. There's a lot of spoilers on it, though, so don't, uh, don't listen to it if you haven't seen the movie. Um, I would say for the kids, you know, my, my daughter's age, uh, it's fine. It's really enjoyable. I think it's geared more towards bringing up the younger generation into 
and bridging that gap with the older generation. Um, for someone like me, it was a nice little uh, homage to the original films. Um, it bridged the gaps with the first two to this one. It kind of just completely overlooks the 2016 film, uh, which is fine by me. I'm not saying that was a bad movie by any means. It just wasn't good as a Ghostbuster film. The, the, the story was terrible. The acting was bad. Um, just all of it would just was not really good. If it wasn't for Chris Hemsworth and Kate from uh, 2016 movie, it would have been a complete disaster. I think those two made it at least palatable to a two, you know, to a, a 1.5 out of 10. Uh, if we're talking about Ghostbusters 2016 version, um, then um, getting back to Afterlife, though the movie starts off uh, a little dark. Um, it's uh, a little scary uh, for my kids. Uh, my daughter Sydney was fine. Again, my daughter Vega was not. Uh, she wanted to leave. Uh, she didn't want to be through the movie. Uh, luckily, my mom was able to come and meet us at the lobby. Uh, Sydney sat in the theater by herself and watched the movie. Uh, luckily for me, I saw it the day before because I'm that much of a ghost head that I had to see it by myself to uh, enjoy it for what it was and not be asked a gazillion questions. Um, and that's what kids do, man. They ask, they ask questions all the time when you watch movies, you know, and that's, that, that was to be expected. But I really wanted to enjoy it by myself and get a, get a good understanding of what uh, the movie was like. Um, and then, um, so Vega left. She didn't, you know, she didn't like it. She, she still doesn't like it, which is fine. Uh, Sydney loves it. She thought it was a great movie. She loved that it was a, a younger kid cast. Um, she liked the fact that the kids uh, were more relatable because it's closer to her age. Um, she thought that was neat that kids got to be the Ghostbusters, you know, and it wasn't adults. And and uh, it was neat for me to see that in her and then just watching her face and her expressions. She loved all the cheesy, corny jokes um, that was done in the movie. Um, the banter, I thought Paul Rudd was phenomenal in it. Uh, there's one scene in the movie that I thought was a little overdone, didn't really need to be there, but I get it. Uh, it was them throwing an homage to the original um, and then the end scene, you know, the with the uh, surprising of the, which most people should know by now that the original three Ghostbusters show up, and then <clears throat> you know there's another surprise piece. If you don't know about it, you know that's that's on you, and you should go see it, um, especially if you like Ghostbusters. Um, but if I'm gonna rate it uh, for me as a Ghostbuster fan, I would give it. I would definitely give it like a, a very high grade. Um, just because, man, I waited so long for a good Ghostbuster film, you know, and, or something Ghostbuster related that was like really worth, uh, putting my, uh, my bite into, you know? Um, so I would, I would definitely give it a, a, a 9.5 out of 10. And that's me just being, uh, super biased and super crazy. But as a, as a film for you to go see it with your kids and enjoy, uh, it all depends man, if your kids really like, uh, horror films or, uh, sci-fi films or something slightly scary. There's just a lot of jump scares. It's not really scary. There's just a lot of things that you just weren't expecting that just pop out at you, uh, and they get kind of like, Ugh. um. So I would I would say for a family film, if you're gonna go see it, depending on the age of your kids, uh, I I would give it a, a range, not so much an actual grade, solid grade. Um, I would say anywhere from a seven point five to a nine. Uh, depending, um, but like I said, if you're a complete ghost head and your kids are complete ghost head, then you're gonna rate it a lot higher. Um, but it's definitely an enjoyable movie. Like I said, I've seen it twice. I, I'm Jones in the seat again for a third time. I mean, I could probably see it like you know two or three more times, and I would still love every second of it. Um, just for nostalgia purposes, you know. And, it, and, and don't get me wrong, please don't get me wrong. It, it comes nowhere close 
to the original. Nothing will ever, like, uh, rate up or grade up to the original cast or the original film. There's just something about that film that, that'll never come close. No sequel, no remake, no nothing will ever come close to the magic that was Ghostbusters in 1984. Um, there's just nothing that'll ever top that. Um, but this was a good shot, and I, and I, and I appreciate the, the, what Jason Reitman did um, the son of Ivan Reitman, the, you know, the one who directed the first two films. Um, <clears throat> it was um, just a backstory of everything that was going on with the movie and getting it set up and the stuff for Harold Ramis and the fact that, like, you know, his, his family was involved, his daughter was involved, you know, the fact that she got the war uh, uh, Harold pack from the original Ghostbuster film and um, all this stuff. I mean, there's just so many cool things. Um, and, you know, Ivan, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Jason... Uh, wanted to give this one as a as a thank you to Harold and uh, a thank you to the fans, you know. So I I, I really appreciate that as a Ghostbuster fan. Um, and then looking at um, so again, uh, there were, those were my ratings, and I kind of kept going because I could talk Ghostbusters all day, every day. Um, but yeah, so like I said, if it's just me, you're talking about me, and you're going by yourself, and you're a ghost nut, nine and a half, go see it out of ten. If you're taking your kids, depending on your kids' age range, and just likability and enjoyability. Uh, I would say it's anywhere from seven and a half to about a nine. Um, but yeah, so that's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, and then if you want to see In Cantino, um, I, I, honest with you, I was slightly disappointed with the film. Uh, I liked the story. The story was phenomenal. I liked the cast. The cast was great. I mean, it was, it has my favorite, uh, Latino actor in it, uh, voicing one of the characters, John Leguizamo. Uh, I am a huge John Leguizamo fan, um, I'm probably, you know, just the biggest advocate of him and his work. Um, he's just such a great actor and such a great guy. Um, he's one of the people that I would love to meet one day if I could. If I ever got that opportunity, I would totally um, love to meet him and have a conversation with John Leguizamo. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I go back to days of him, you know, doing things, you know, uh, the movie The Pest and, um, you know, just uh, Tu Wong Fu and just there's so many other films that I can name. Um, and he was just so good in all of those, man. Even in like a small role, he would just come on the scene and I feel like he would, you know, steal the scene. He, he's that good. Like, I think John is very underrated for what people give him credit for. I mean, even in Super Mario Brothers, right, which was a disaster of a film, he was phenomenal in that. Like, I would, I would watch that movie all day, every day, just because just John Leguizamo's in it. Um, but anyway, so... Getting back to Incantino, um, again, the, the story, it's like, it's been written before, right? Just in a different way, and it's presented in a different way. Um, yeah, everyone's got powers, and everyone's that, like this, but the underlying story is, is that no matter how different you all are, you know, you're, you know, and, and how, how many, you know, how you're viewed, or how you're not viewed, and, and all that stuff, you know, and you're, you're, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it all comes on the family, and family, and this, and family, and that, and it's like, I've seen this story. You know, the story's been written a million times. And it's it's great. And the songs were entertaining. They were good. My kids loved the movie, though. I mean, at the end of the day, it's for kids. It's not for adults, right? Like, yeah, I could sit there and watch it. I could be entertained. I was entertained. I, I mean, there, you know, it wasn't like I was sitting there going, oh, Jesus, when's this getting over? Um, I, I just felt like I've seen this film a gazillion times, you know, or this concept. Um, it was, you know, a slight twist, you know, of course. But it was it was very well done. The animation's great. Uh, of course, I wasn't expecting anything less. Um, the songs were enjoyable. Um, you know, a little too much songs for me, but I get it. Um, 
I, I just I just couldn't uh, wrap my head around certain things about the movie overall when I was done with it. If I'm rating it just as myself going as an adult, which I don't know why I would go see a kids movie by myself, but people do, especially you know Disney fans. You know Disney fans are there's no age limit, man. I, and I'm a huge Disney fan. I would I, I would love to go down to Disney every year if I could and and stay week after week down there. I mean I'm such a Disney nut and and I and I, I want to go down in the worst possible way. And I don't know if that'll happen next year or not, but we'll see. Um. But yeah, if I'm gonna rate it as a, as a film, I'd give it a six and a half. Um, that's just me. Uh, if you ask my kids, they'd probably give it an eight. Down honesty with you, they laughed, they cried. Um, you know, they they really enjoyed the movie. Um, so I, I would say, as a kids' film, and you're gonna go see it in the theaters, definitely go see it in the theaters. It's definitely uh, family theater worthy. If I was gonna say out of out of, out of it, um, out of the three that I just reviewed with you. Um, I mean, Ghostbusters, I would say, definitely is uh, a movie you'd want to go see in the theaters for sure, uh, even as a family film. But if you're really going to pick one as a family to go see, and you know, and you're kind of on the fence, I would say go see that. Um, but yeah, so guys, that's it, man. That's the review of those three movies. Um, I hope you guys liked it. I think I'm going to try to do more of this kind of stuff just so you guys have an idea of things that, you know, you might want to see, you might not want to go see, things you might want to do. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I'm going to try to, like I said, be on this uh, more consistently now. I, I need this podcast more than you guys probably know. Uh, so I miss all you all. I miss, you know, just sitting here recording my thoughts, uh, giving you guys updates on what's going on. Uh, so, all right, guys. Man, like I said, I'm Eric. I'm your host, Single Dad Podcast. Um, I, man, I, I want you guys to, you know what, to uh, reach out to me and give me some uh, things you guys might want to see, topics you want me to talk about. Uh, or just, you know, words of encouragement if you guys just want that, man, or give you guys shout-outs or, or talk about your situations or if you guys want to even come on to the show and, uh, you know, we could record something. We could do it by Zoom and then I could transfer uh, the information over. I can record it all and then transfer it over. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, I mean, I would love to hear other dad stories um, and then maybe we can kind of relate and talk and, and, and just figure things out. I don't care where you're from, man. I don't care if you're from uh, New Zealand or or, uh, you know, Istanbul or, or, uh, South Africa or Asia or, you know, England or Australia or whatever. I think that'd be neat to get other dads perspectives from around the world too. Um, even in the States, man, I would, I would enjoy every minute of it. Um, I think that's what, uh, we should try to more focus on this year too, is, is random episodes of, of people wanting to come on, even women, you know, I'd even take on listening to the perspective of, the woman on their side of the divorce right it doesn't have to be a heated battle it doesn't have to be anything like combative you know it just doesn't you know um or just get you know a a women's opinion on on what they're hearing from what i'm saying you know i'm curious to hear what what uh certain women have to say or hear or what their thoughts processes are or, or anything or just single parents in general i mean it ain't easy being a single parent it's not so um so yeah um that's it guys man i i appreciate you guys and i'm gonna do better uh, like I said, yes. Like I said earlier, uh, before the break, I'm not gonna promise you guys anything because uh, I've, I've broken too many promises with you guys, and I'm not doing that anymore. So uh, I'm gonna treat you guys like I treat my kids. If I can't promise it, then I if I can't keep my promise, then I'm not promising it because uh, I'm not gonna hurt anybody's feelings, um, and I don't want to do that to you guys anymore. Uh, I owe it to you guys, uh, and I owe it to myself to be better. So thank you guys again. My name is Eric Sanderson. I enjoy Single Dad Podcast. I miss all you guys. Please tune in. I, I, I greatly hope you guys continue to listen. Thank you. Have a good night, guys.